friend, pause, renew, next. A podcast about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and friends, I'm so glad that you joined me here today. Over the last month, I've had a few short soul care episodes, and I hope that you enjoyed them. But now, I'm going back to my regularly scheduled programming with guest interviews. And you guys, there are some really great episodes headed your way. I have some new friends and some old friends that I cannot wait to introduce you to, starting with today's guest, Alexis Newland. But before we jump into that interview, I want to ask you a favor. If you enjoy this podcast, if you find it encouraging, if you love the faith stories, would you please go out and share it with your friends? I know that's often how I find new books and podcasts is from my friends on social media or my friends in real life and listening to their recommendations. So word of mouth is actually my favorite. If you don't mind just sharing what you're listening to, I would love that. But also you can find me on social media at Pause Renew Next on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and you can share it that way as well. I so appreciate y'all's support. Thank you so much. Okay, today's guest is Alexis Newland, and it was a joy to get to talk to her. She is a fellow podcaster. Her podcast is called The Brave Podcast. And in today's interview, you're going to get to hear some of her story. Now, there's a good reason why she named her podcast The Brave Podcast, because she is full of courage. You are going to be really inspired by listening to her story in this podcast episode. So without any further ado, let's jump into the conversation. All right. Well, Alexis, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Alexis Newland. I am a podcaster and writer and dabbling in entrepreneurship a little bit. But for my day job, I'm a recreation therapist at a children's hospital here in town in Fresno. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So this is not what I plan on talking to you about, but that is really specific. How did you get into that kind of job? Uh, I stumbled upon an accident. I was actually going to be a teacher and was looking into special ed for like early childhood. And I had a kid who I was working one-on-one with who had autism and she wouldn't sleep during her nap time for preschool. And so they're like, Alexis, just do something with her because she would keep all the kids up. So I take her one on one and I do art projects and just we just go around the campus for two hours and do fun things one on one. And I really liked it. And one of my recreation professors, which I was taking class just for fun because I love being outdoors so much. They're like, you should consider recreation therapy. And he's like, and I'm like, that's a thing you can actually get paid to go <laughs> like do all these fun things. He's like, yeah, and you help people with disabilities. It's great. So that is how I stumbled into it. So I changed my major my junior year of college. My mom freaked out because she'd never heard of it. And she's like, you're almost done. Why would you change your major? But that's what I've been doing ever since. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so I was telling you ahead of time, I was really excited to talk to another podcaster. Because yeah. most of the people I talk to are personal friends, authors, which you're that too. Yeah. But also, I don't usually get to talk to other podcasters. So that's really fun. So yeah. can you share the story of how you got into podcasting? And especially... Yeah how you named your podcast, The Brave Podcast. All right. So um, I was a writer beforehand and I started writing about uh, writing again, like for like ministries about two years ago in like 2018 and loved it and was like reaching and meeting all these people. And I was like house sitting one day and I was in my friend's living room and I was praying and God's like, you should think about starting a podcast. And I was like, absolutely not. And I just started (laughs) listening to podcasts. 
and I loved them. I'd fallen in love with them. I listened to like uh, the the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy. I love her. And then there's another one with Jordan Lee Dooley. I can't think of the name of it, but there, I just found all these podcasts and just love being able to like hear all these stories. And the Lord's like, you'd be really good at this. You should consider it. And I said, no, he's like, okay, but you probably will end up doing this, which is usually how our conversation goes. And so I kind of like let it lie and was praying. And I kept hearing in my heart that I should do this. I'm like, okay, God, I have this old MacBook. I had this MacBook that was from when I was in grad school in 2010 and it was just, they don't, it was still running, but it was slow. And so trying to use GarageBand and any recording stuff on it was impossible. And so I'm like, okay, God, if I'm going to do this, I need the equipment. I need a new computer. I don't have the money for that. I don't know how I'm going to do any of this. And I just prayed to him. And I had this MacBook that I'm on in mind, this um, rose gold colored MacBook. And I just prayed to him, only told the Lord, and that was it. And then one of my friends, a few months later, when I was in Trader Joe's grocery shopping, came up to me and she said, God told me you're going to start a podcast. I want to help you with that. And she, she starts handing me money. So I'm like, whoa, 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 stop. What are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, just know, just take it. But know that I'm going to be your big supporter. Like the Lord told me I, I need to do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was completely freaked out. And then a week later, I got an email that a rose gold MacBook had been purchased. And I was like, oh, shoot, someone got my information. They hacked me. And God's like, no, that's not it. And it was my friend. So she had bought this MacBook, a microphone, headphones, everything I needed to start a podcast. And I was like, I think the Lord wants me to start a podcast. <laughs> All of this was provided for me. I didn't buy any of this. So this was like my big like push in the direction to start podcasting. And so I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to do this. What do I write? What do I talk about? And he's like bravery and fear, because fear is something that I struggle with quite a bit in my life. Previously, I still do. But before it was really bad, like everything I did was I was controlled by fear. So every decision I made was fear based. And basically the Lord from like 2012 to like even today has still been working with me on like crushing fear and like trusting him and walking the way he wants me to walk. And so I named it the Brave Podcast to interview people who've gone through things that have been really difficult or hard and see how they've gotten to the other side of that to kind of share how God has worked in their life. And so that's how I got my, my show. That's amazing. Yeah. So it seems like God gave you the invitation and then he gave you some confirmation that yes, for sure. That was what you're supposed to be doing. That's yeah. awesome. This was the biggest I've never, I've had him do stuff like this before, but this was huge. Like I was like, wow. Like he answered, I had never told anybody about the MacBook that I wanted. And the fact that it was exact color specs, everything that I told him and for my friend who purchased that exact same thing, I'm like, okay. This is all the Lord. I got to do this. It's, it's just been amazing. This whole thing. He's blessed it ever since I've started it and said, yes. That's awesome. So I actually started out blogging. And when I oh, did cool. some research about how to blog, everything said, oh, well, if you want to be a good blogger, you need to be multimedia. You need to do podcasting. You need to do YouTube videos. And I thought, that seems like too much. I don't. I, I'll think about that later. And <laughs> so the podcasting thing, though, really got stuck in my head because I like to write, but I really like to talk (laughs) as a counselor. That's what I do. And so I thought that would be so fun, but that seems really hard, but it wouldn't leave me alone. And so that's kind of how I got into it too. Although nobody approached me and gave me money. So maybe I should have prayed harder, (laughs) (laughs) but that's awesome. I love that. And I love Jamie Ivey's podcast too. That's awesome. I actually started before I was listening to very many podcasts and 
I think once I started mine, I was afraid to listen to other ones because I thought, yeah. well, I don't want to compare myself, you know. Oh my God. Um, but then after doing a first season, I started listening to other podcasts and I've kind of fallen in love. It's a little bit of an addiction. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful to put it down some too. So Seriously. yeah, I love, I love hearing people's stories. Me too. How did you get the name for your podcast? Oh, wow. Well, you're good at, see, you're good at interviewing. <laughs> you just flipped that thing around. Um, so how, how I got it is the idea that I had for a blog came to me like all in one afternoon and I got really excited about it, but I was kind of like, okay, Lord, if this is from you and just not my own thoughts, then will you give me a whole idea about what this thing is supposed to be about and maybe a name? And like within an hour, it, I knew my target audience, like I knew what it was supposed to be about. And already God had like dropped this name in my head. And it wasn't a name that I would have come up with. But because I work primarily with women in my office as a counselor, soul care has been really kind of a theme, especially as a Christian counselor. Like, how do we take care of ourselves well, especially as women? We don't we don't tend to do that. We tend to take care of other people and kind of put ourselves in the back burner. So I was I don't know where the name came from, except the Holy Spirit. But um I was like, well, pause is like what we need to do in life to take take time to rest and be still and hear God's voice. Renew is all about transformation of the thoughts and letting his word change us from the inside. And then next is putting our faith into action, like not just sitting with it, but doing something with it. So that's kind of been the theme of my blog. And then the podcast just got the same name. So. I love that. That <laughs> is really you. cool. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so speaking of bravery, I'm flipping it back on you for a second. Okay. Um, I know listening to your podcast and hearing your story just a little bit before we started that you have been battling cancer off and on for a long time. Yeah. But even through that, you've like lived your life. You've managed to write and start a podcast. Can you share about how you found out you had cancer and how that's been impacting your life? Um, let's see. So I ha- this is, I've had it twice now. So the first time I was a little kid, I was about 10 years old and I remember being just really irritated because I had summer plans. I wanted to go to summer camp and I just did not want to go to treatment. I wanted to go to summer camp. So a couple of times I would get in trouble for just ditching out on treatment and (laughs) going to summer camp activities. My mom understood. She got it. But I didn't really like get the gravity of what I had. And so I had thyroid cancer. And so they took my thyroid out when I was 10 and then I had radioactive iodine therapy. And so back in the 90s, they used to hospitalize you for that and make you isolate and you have to eat food with no salt in it. And they make you eat a lot of sour food to like make you salivate. So you drink more so you get rid of all the radiation in your body. And I, to this day, I cannot eat a lemon head from that treatment. Like I look at them and I feel nauseous. I cannot even eat them. And so had cancer as a kid, got it treated, take Synthroid now forever. And then when I was 34 or 33, I went in for a sinus infection And they had taken um, some blood tests and were like, hey, your thyroglobulin is kind of high. We want to check you because usually that's a sign that you have cancer. I'm like, oh, no, I've had cancer before. And I didn't really think of it coming back. And so I took the test and they're like, yeah, you have cancer. You have thyroid cancer. But I'm like, how? I don't have a thyroid. They're like, well, it's grown back in other places. So my I have I had thyroid cancer in my lungs. And in a couple of lymph nodes. So when they did a lung biopsy, they do all that. 
I remember it being Valentine's Day of 2017. I had to be in the hospital to get like a biopsy done and they tested it. And sure enough, it was thyroid cancer in my lungs, not lung cancer. And there were hundreds of nodules. And so they started doing radioactive iodine treatment again with this first doctor that I had. And they did that. I had to go into isolation at my house, which was really nice. But it was in the summertime. I live in Fresno and Fresno is kind of in the desert of California. So it was hot, which was good. They wanted me sweating, get rid of all the radiation. But it was still, it was brutal. It was three days of isolation. I came out of that and it weakened me. And I couldn't do much of anything. But I'm going to backtrack a little bit. When I got my diagnosis in 2017, early, I decided that I'm going to go to Italy. I'm like, that's when I kind of woke up and was like, what do I want to do with my life? Because I had been living in like so much fear before. And I'm like, okay. I have this diagnosis. It's time to start living. It's a stage four diagnosis. What do I want to do? And so I planned to go to Italy and I did treatment. And even after getting treatment, I went to Italy for two weeks and backpacked because I like, I just wanted to start living my life. And so I started living this life where it didn't matter about the cancer diagnosis. I was just going to live my life to my fullest and do the things I set out to do. So I made a huge bucket list and I've always been a bucket list goal person prior, but then I really started tackling it and going after it. And so Italy is something I wanted to do since I was 12. And I went by myself, didn't know the language, took a couple of tiny classes on my Duolingo app and went and after treatment could barely walk um, maybe like a mile, like walked miles in Italy, visiting all these places and was like, I didn't care. So I just, my goal was to like, be brave, not let anything stop me and to say yes to whatever God had for me. And so with that, with the cancer, I was just like, I don't care that it's there. I'm just going to live my life. And so I signed up for a lot of adventures. I love being outdoors. And there's these great um, organizations for adult cancer survivors that are for the ages 18 to 45, where you can go do all these free adventures. And so I did that. I started going rock climbing and camping and kayaking, all these things, and basically kind of like finding ways to connect with God through nature and meeting people who are other cancer survivors. And now I have this great community of friends I've met through this. So even though it sucked having the diagnosis, it's God has opened so many great doors and I've met so many amazing people and it has changed my life for the better, actually. That's amazing. No wonder you have a podcast called the brave podcast. That is your theme, isn't it? It's my theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was in 2017, and here we are in, I was about to say 2020. It's not 2020, it's 2021. It feels like 2020 is kind of like leeching over into this year. Yeah, so with when people hear like stage four cancer, nobody thinks like four years later, I'm going to be talking to you, and you sound like you have yeah. lots of energy. So yeah. what has that looked like over the past four um, years? So I mine is really unique. I haven't had to have much treatment. And so what usually wipes people out is like the cancer treatment itself. A lot of my cancer buddies say like the chemo and the radiation is like 10 times worse than the actual cancer itself. And so I've been very blessed to where they use my medication in high doses, which still had some side effects, but they use my my thyroid medication I took every day in high doses to keep the, um, to keep the tumors from growing. And it had been, it's pretty much been working. They don't do anything. They just, their lung freckles is what I tell people. And so they don't do anything. And when people hear stage four, everybody's just like, oh my gosh. And they look at me and they're like, you have cancer? I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're like, where? I'm like, it's in my lungs. And they're like, you, and I, I've run triathlons. I, I am really active. And so people just don't, 
it doesn't compute when they see me and then they hear my like when they see like my record my medical records and like hear my diagnosis it often doesn't compute and so for me I, I often forget I'm always like today I had an appointment with my um oncologist office to get a ct scan and that's when i'm reminded like oh yeah like i have this thing that i (laughs) I have to deal with but honestly like it's always kind of been in the back of my mind and just kind of praying like for god to heal it and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i've done like i yeah that's kind of how i dealt with the stage four yeah man you're a walking miracle we're gonna pray with you (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm i'm wondering I like to ask uh, some of my guests, who is somebody who inspires you? I mean, goodness, I'm listening to you and your inspiration, really. But is there somebody, well, you listen to a lot of people tell their stories too, but is there somebody in your own life that's inspiring? Oh, gosh, that's tough. There's so many. Um, I'd have to say my mom, and my mom is no longer with me, but my mom is a huge inspiration. Um, She was a single mom. She raised me and my sister pretty much on her own in Atlanta. And my mom was always like, never let anyone tell you you can't do something like ever. And my mom made a lot of sacrifices so that we could like be in a really good school. Cause she knew that education was a way to like stepping stone to like be better in life. And so she had us in the higher end of Atlanta. So we'd get the best education so we could go to college and not have to worry about a lot of stuff. And so her motto was don't let anyone's, anything or anyone stop you. And so I kind of took that spirit on as well, like growing up with that, like my mom struggled, but she taught me like, if you're not doing something, you're not loving it, you shouldn't be doing it. You should be doing something that you love and that you're passionate about. And so she's definitely inspired me to kind of go after my dreams, even if they scare me. And she did that even towards the end of her life. Like she was a fashion designer, but worked in kind of tech because it it paid the bills, but she, in her heart, she always was loved being into fashion and we were her dolls and I am not a girly girl at all. My sister was. And so my mom would make her our own clothes and she would just dress us up and she had all these unique designs. I see some of them in the stores today. She was just very like fashion forward with her clothing. And it just blew my mind that she was just so creative and she really fostered that in us. Like she's like, use your creative side. Creativity is a beautiful thing. It's a gift from the Lord like I want you to use it she was always encouraging us to kind of just use our gifts and to not be afraid and so she did the same thing up until the end of her life when she's finally left her tech job to become a teacher and teach people fashion design and so it was really cool to kind of see her do that and kind of like live through live like live through cancer herself and like still go after her dreams knowing that her life was going to be short wow yeah that is inspiring um, did she have a background in fashion design or did she, she just did. pick it up as a hobby? She started as a hobby as a kid. Um, she would make her own clothes and then went for it, like went to a fashion school in Atlanta. I think it's called Botter. I don't know if it's still there, but she went to a fashion school there and like graduated and was got worked at a couple of boutiques and was got offered a job in New York to do fashion, but knew that that would be a tough life for her kids and so she decided to like stay in Atlanta and try to like do things on the side so she was always making stuff on the side or making stuff for stores but also working her full-time job it just it blew my mind how she was able to juggle that juggle being a single mom and take care of us and yeah it was it amazed me wow she sounds like a rock star she really was yeah (laughs) um did she sew the clothes for you guys 
She did. She sewed all the clothes and she tried to teach us, but I think teaching your kids is different. Yeah. <laughs> it's really different. So she would throw us and then we would do it. And she's like, no, that's wrong. And so she just couldn't handle it. But then she ended up being a teacher later in her life, which was really funny. I'm like, well, you teach college kids because it's different. She goes, it's totally different. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom sews and she tried to teach me too. And um, I just didn't get that far. I know enough, you know, to put buttons on and things like that. But yeah, same. That was not my thing. <laughs> me either. I'm like, I'll just go to Target and get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so we were talking about earlier, soul care is really important to me. And this season, especially, I'm trying to put more of an emphasis on that. I feel like during the pandemic, a lot of people aren't doing as well or kind of discouraged yeah. and out of their normal routines. So I'm asking all my guests, what does soul care look like for you right now? Like, how are you taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually? Well, I've been blessed that I have a really good church family and our church has remained open through all of this. And that has been, and it's, and it's rare in California. I don't know how it is on the, on where you guys are, but it's kind of discouraged over here. But my pastor's like, no, God is essential. So we've been meeting and it's been wonderful. And I think that's been a big help. Um, I have a really strong church family. And then I have like my prayer life that, um, that I try to stick with. That's one thing that I've been trying to get better at is talking to God more and going to God more with more things because I, with this past year with it being so hard and discouraging, it was really easy for me to like, look at all like the chaos and division and the illness that was around me and think that where's God? Like we're lost. And God was always telling me to look at him. And so that's what I've been trying to really focus on is like being in my word and still looking at him. And then another way that I really take care of my soul is I rest more because I'm an awful rester. I, I have a hard time for, for me, rest feels more lazy. And God is like trying to take that away, that, that lie that it is a lazy thing. He put in rest when he created the world. So like, why would I think it's a bad thing? But for me, like, I feel like I should be constantly producing and doing things, but then you never, you never refill if you're not resting. And so, um, every now and then I'll try to take like either Sunday I will try to like just be in my house and relax, read, do something that I enjoy or go outside. I love to be outdoors. So like to really take care of myself last year during all the pandemic, um, I went on a 10 day like camping trip and like went to all the national parks. And that was, that was so wonderful. Just being out in nature and like seeing what God had created and trying new things. And I never camped solo by myself. So that was the first time I'd done that. And that was, that was a little terrifying, but it was really fun. And so kind of doing things to like get me more alone time with the Lord is kind of how I take care of my soul. Yeah. yeah. So I did hear you tell that story because I listened to your podcast this week oh, cool. um, about going out and camping by yourself, yeah. which I thought was incredibly brave, like at a national park. Yeah. Go you like I'm giving you major props for that. Thank you. Uh, you talked about like there were some other people at the camp that you became friends with. Did you know them ahead of time or you just like no. got to be yeah. friends while you were there? Yeah, with solo, with solo activities, I love doing solo trips because you get to meet a lot of people and people are just, one, fascinated that you're a girl out doing these things by yourself. And so people would see me like trying to struggle, put up my tent or build a campfire, which I finally figured out the last day I was there. They would just <laughs> kind of come over and be like, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, are you alone? And when they hear that, they're like, oh, come join us. And 
hey, come on this hike with us or come join us to like make s'mores. So people were really welcoming and open. It was even during COVID. So I wasn't sure what people were going to be like. And people were like, I don't care. Come and hang out and sit with us. And everybody was so nice and welcoming. And so I like had this one family. We just kept following each other around um, the different sites of Yellowstone. Cause we just happened to like run into each other every time we'd move to a different location in Yellowstone. If you've ever been, it's massive. Oh my gosh. Like it's, it's so huge. And it was so funny that I kept running to this one family, every spot. So that we just adopted each other. Uh-huh. And then another, another family, another group of guys were like diagonal for me. These old guys who had been meeting from like, since they were 20 and they would go to Yellowstone every year on their motorcycle. So they were in their seventies. And so they were camping out. And so they were like, called me their granddaughter for the week. And so they would check on me and make sure I was doing okay. Or if I had enough water, or if I was able to cook my food properly, it was just, everybody was so kind. So you had some alone time, but not complete alone time. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I am an introvert. Are you? Cause that yeah. seems really brave that you would just like go meet new people and hang out. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, I don't, I love meeting people, but People also make me really tired. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like yeah. I just refresh when I'm by myself and I can tell if I start getting cranky and snippy, I'm like, oh, I either need, I'm low on God time or I'm low on like me time. And usually it's both. And yeah. so God's like, just get away. And I will just a few hours by myself, either reading or sometimes if it's really bad, I'll go to the coast, which is two and a half hours from here. And the ocean here is gorgeous. So I'll just go and just take my shoes off, walk in the sand, stick my toes in the water and I'm just like oh I'm just so refreshed yeah okay well I'm going to end our soul care conversation on that image because I think all of us would like to go do that with you actually <laughs> that sounds amazing um I also like to ask all my guests what is your favorite scripture passage or one particular verse that the Lord's been using in your life lately oh my favorite one usually is uh Joshua 1 9 be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed for the Lord is with you wherever you go. That's the one he started like having me study back in 2013 when he was like, you have a fear problem. Let's work on this. And so that became like my life verse, like remembering if even like to, even if I am afraid that God is with me and God's like, just do it scared. You can still be afraid, but I just want you to do it. I don't want you to be stuck in that fear. And so that is kind of like how I've lived my life is to even though I'm terrified to like make baby steps in the direction he wants me to go. And so that's one of my favorite verses. I love that so much. I'm going to be honest with you. I was just having a conversation with my son this evening about anxiety and about how courage is not, not doing the hard things it's about, or just doing the hard things and being cool with it. It's really about like, you might be scared and you can still do it anyway. Yeah. And and like getting to the other side of that. And it still might be scary the next time too. And yeah. we might have to do it again. And I really, honestly, with podcasting, I feel like that's that's been a thing. It seems like there's these hurdles oh, that I'm like, why have I done this to myself? Yes. I don't I don't know if I was ready for this. <laughs> and yet the Lord equips us. And when we mess up, you know, it's okay. There's going to be another podcast. Like it's fine. Exactly. Or writing, counseling, yeah. all the things. Yeah definitely well I love that that verse goes hand in hand with like your whole theme like from top to bottom that's a that's an awesome verse thank you yeah I love it I absolutely love it it's like all over my house I want to get a tattoo of that on my arm like I just it's yeah it's everywhere 
I think that's really cool. You should yeah. totally do it. Do you have any tattoos already? I do. I have one. I got one. It's kind of a funny story. My mom was so anti-tattoo. And when, before she passed, and this is before we knew that she was sick, we were like driving on this road and there was this church off to the left of us, I think. And it had this little dove that spelled out the word peace. And I looked, I just looked at it and I was like thinking in my head, I would love that as a tattoo. And I didn't say those words. And she just smacked me on my arm and was like, no tattoos. <laughs> I was like, how do you even know that I'm thinking that? Because I know my kid. Like, she goes, no tattoos. And she jokingly said, no tattoos over my dead body. And then, so when she passed, I got it in her honor. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I always joke when I get to heaven, she'll probably whack me and like, what did I tell you about the tattoos? And she just did not want us doing that. So I just have this one and I eventually will want to get another one. I just haven't made the time to do it yet. And a lot of it is closed. So hopefully. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say that I didn't give you a chance to? Hmm. I think that is everything. Yeah. So I'm going to put a link in my show notes to your website and to your podcast. But is there anything or any things that you would want to share about where they can find your writing or where they can find any of your stuff? So right now I'm in a weird transition spot. I have two I have two websites. I have my a Peach and Cali. That was my writing one. And it's going to be all moved over to Brave One Ministries.com. I built my own WordPress website. Oh, my gosh. that I don't know if you've ever had to do that. Oh, my gosh. I have. Mine is a WordPress, but see, my husband oh. is a tech guy. So I have help. Beautiful. So that's been fabulous. Oh. <laughs> yeah, doing it by yourself, like, I, I literally cried. I was like, I, this is so hard, but I got it done. And so... I'm going to like take my writing website down. And so kind of brave one ministries will encompass my like writing, my podcast. And then eventually this is, this is down the road. So I guess this is one more thing to mention. Um, I want to take what I kind of do with my adventures and like kind of connecting with God in that way and kind of help people do that themselves and kind of offer like a service, like going out and like doing all these fun adventures with other people. And kind of teach people how to go camping on your own or let's go hiking and do these things and helping them to kind of retreat and connect with more in the with the Lord in that way. And so that's for the future. And so it'd be called Authentic Adventures. And so I don't know when that will come, but it's for the future. So that my new website has all that on there. And um, you can find out more about me there. That is so cool. I mean, that goes with your recreation stuff too. Yeah. God just takes all of your little giftings and wraps them up together, doesn't he? In different yeah, ways. I love it. Yeah. That's very cool. All right. Well, it was such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks again, Alexis, for being on today's podcast episode. It was super fun to connect with you and get to chat. I love hearing about your relationship with the Lord and how he pushes you to do the hard things and how you're so willing to listen and be obedient to what he's calling you to. Well, friends, if you want to know more about Alexis and what she's up to, you can find her at her website, apeachincali.com, or her new website, braveoneministries.com, where you can read blogs, see what she's up to. You can also check out her podcast called The Brave Podcast with Alexis Newland. I highly recommend it. If you haven't already signed up for the Pause Renew Next newsletter, 
You can now do that by going to my website, pauserenewnext.com, and at the bottom, there's a sign-up form to join the newsletter. I'll be sending that out by email every other week with updates to new blog posts, new podcasts, an encouraging word, and anything new that might be on the PRN horizon. Well, friends, that is all for today's podcast episode. Thank you for joining me. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. The podcast. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Jesus.